millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. didn't win an award the other day which is what which is not a surprise um what the baftas no not the baftas i i was at i, I went to got invited to a, an awards do the auto car awards which is like, oh yeah you know that the magazine that was established in 1895 all about cars what, britain's oldest motoring magazine yes um about motoring horseless carriage motoring. reviews exactly uh the motoring so I, I went there um, and for an evening, and it was fun, uh, and got to speak to lots of people. <laughs> I like the way you did the obligatory rise in pitch when you it said the word fun. fun. It sounded a bit was like fun. a bit like when Tim Henman used to have the post-match interview in tennis. Yeah, and I decided to oh, return his, the um... serve. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's because he had one of those bus gearbox voices, didn't he? Oh. That's right, a bit of a Leyland Leopard. Uh, so you you went to the Autocar Awards, which was at Silverstone. It was, was at it? Silverstone, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things where if you leave the wing building in the evening and you say you'll meet your cab at the main entrance to Silverstone, that's possibly an hour's walk. I mean, you can get completely lost <laughs> in Silverstone. Even people that work in Silverstone don't know how to get out. <laughs> it's incredible. It's like the Barbican Centre in London, which uh, there are yes. people in there who, who went in in 1986 and they still haven't found their way out. It's, it's just, exactly just like that. popped in to see a Derek Jarman film and now I, now I have to live here for life. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Did you, because... There's a, a Crystal a Maze Prix, in there somewhere, I'm sure. Instead, yes. You have Jonathan Palmer <laughs> instead of Richard O'Brien, or somebody oh like that. Yes, I've I've tried to get out of Silverstone on a Grand Prix day and found myself essentially walking the perimeter of the whole place yeah. by accident. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? I, you do a significant amount of steps, and well, we all need yeah. to, I know, but it's just when you do it unprepped, so you're wearing perhaps a little bit too tight smart shoes or you haven't packed any water or all of those things if you have to do an impromptu long walk but yeah so they didn't uh, did, do they not know who you are did they not send your car no, out to the door no i'm talking bullshit really uh of course <laughs> i did get taken via my, an electric kia um back out back in and out but it reminded oh. me of the time when i once had to walk from the wing building to the main gate to meet someone delivering a car, and it did take mm. me um, three quarters of an hour. So I've been to Silverstone quite a few times, and I simply cannot orientate myself to where the wing building is relative to the main entrance. I think they keep Just moving can't, it. Can't stitch the. T- I think they do as well. It's on casters. It's no one's noticed, <laughs> but the wing building is on casters. No, it's, on, a few it's a rail, It's a and train on a railway. Around. No. So it goes around, you know, like the moon orbits the, hang on, which does what? You know, like the earth the orbits moon. the sun and the moon orbits the earth while it's orbiting the sun or something. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. That's what it is. So the, the track moves a little bit and there's a rail system around the edge of the track with all the the stadiums and the... So every time you go in, you go, oh, I'm sure the see. wing, I'm sure the wing building was a little bit on the left to the entrance. Oh no, yeah, it's on the right this time. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Oh. and no one wants to mention it because they think they, they sound crazy. Yeah, you go, wasn't the wing bit at the other end last time? Mm, well, you also don't. You sound like possible? someone that's never been to Silverstone. And if you're, yeah. if you're a well-informed, <laughs> if you're a well-informed motor enthusiast, you you just go. You can't possibly admit to someone. Oh, I got no idea how to get around Silverstone. No idea. That's what they're banking on, isn't it? Everyone wants to look like a proper motorsport enthusiast. They're not going to go. Why? No, hang on a minute. The sun rose over the other side last time. What are you talking about? That's right. Of course it didn't. Don't be daft. You'd actually be telling me you don't know who Jackie Stewart is. It's an impossible track to learn because they change all the all the corners um, every day or every week. A bit like tide times. 
they sort of change. Yeah. Um, so you think you know where maggots is, but you don't because it's gone. No, and it's it's, it's got it's gone somewhere else. <laughs> so it's. it's it's a bit like I remember. I remember doing. I remember going for a run. I probably told you this. I remember going for a, a ride out in a P1 powerboat once, offshore powerboat for a feature that I had. What, to... Around Silverstone. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was around Silverstone. So they, yeah, they can. Yeah. So it's like um, it's like one of those Olympic swimming pools that then they can sort of make a football pitch motorise over the top of it. That's exactly it. They just it's actually, it back. Silverstone is a is a is a system of canals that they can just <laughs> pull tarmac covers over the top they just pull a tarmac rug over the top imagine how much it costs to build Silverstone jeez millions billions yeah but it's sort of okay have you told me about this before the the P1 powerboat was this did you tell me that it was just brutal like being inside a tumble dryer it was terrifying yeah completely terrifying (laughs) it was way way more scary than any race car or sort of unhinged road car I'd ever been in Mm. way more and the reason why I'm saying it is because the Silverstone track, I think, does change all the time and all of the surrounding buildings. And it's a bit like racing on the sea. You, you think mm. you, you can't learn a line or, or a corner, clip an apex, whatever, because the sea's constantly rising and falling and there's mare's tails and all sorts. So swells. Mare's um, tails? Yeah, I think that's what they call them, isn't it? You know, where there's a, where there's a little bit, where a wave breaks a little bit, but not a lot. Um, oh. And it creates a bit of white water. It's just a bit of a mare's tail, I think. I've never heard that before. Oh, I might have made it up. I'm now questioning it on a global platform. <laughs> so I would defer to a, a salty sea dog such as you, who lives near Stamford. I'll ask. Yes, I was going to say <laughs> landlocked <laughs> town. I will. I'll ask C Six Steve next time I hear him strumming away on his homemade banjo. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, how were the um, how were the the auto car awards? Yeah, it's good. Uh, saw saw lots of people that I haven't seen for a while, and it was interesting to see what cars won what. So I've actually got I've actually got a copy of it of the of of, of the awards. I, I, I predicted one of them very quickly, and I was quite pleased with myself for that. Um, I predicted a, I think it's called a Future Classic Award. Oh. Well, um, I, I, Oh wait, now I don't remember seeing this one. Oh well, let me. Well, I, I can't remember the exact terminology. Hang on. Future classics are a car that you can buy new now, but they're tipping as a future classic. Yeah, car you can buy now, and um, but yeah, what 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 was it? Was it the M5 CS? No, that did win an award though. That, that, yeah, that won a, that won a, quite a big award, but it but it wasn't that no. Well, it's quite it, a big it, car. It is quite a big car. It's actually a very big car. Here we go. Future classics. Um, we announce blah 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 blah. So yeah, these are judged most likely to achieve treasured classic status over the next fifty years, but they're cars that are on sale right now in twenty twenty two. So have a think. I guessed one of them straight off the bat. I don't believe one of them's true, and the other three I'm I'm cool with. Ooh, so f- uh, future classic. I I don't know. Gr Yaris. Yes, they go boom straight in. Gr Yaris um, right in the middle there. BMW M2. No, competition. but there is a BMW no. in there. Oh, there okay. is a BMW. In there, so that's lukewarm, Richard. Lukewarm. There is a BMW, but it's not. A, I oof, M E M three. No, I three. I three. I three. Oh, I three. The car good. that's yes, fantastic, but it's taken people a long time to work out how amazing it is. Yeah, and but, well, it's Audi A two syndrome, isn't it? People cotton on to the idea of it just as they stop making it. So it completely or even maybe is. after. Yeah, isn't um, it? and there's another one. You got and the one I guess straight away. I, I almost shouted it out at the table. Um, was and I was right next to. I've got to say this because it's relevant. Our table. I was. I was. I was a guest of Kia, and the table next to us was the big Stellantis table right at the front. <laughs> a lot of glow sticks. Oh, loads! Could you, could the you table put the cap back on that Vix, please? It's putting me off my food. Oh yeah, they were chucking poppers around. I, but the thing is, it felt like a Eurovision party before Eurovision. 
because because every <laughs> event every event they do is Eurovision. It's just brilliant. Glamour. Were there? Had they brought some executives from all across their empire? They hadn't brought many, no. But I saw a couple of people doing backflips, which is always a surefire sign that there's a Mardi Gras going on, isn't there? Yeah, but with a lot of Euro specs. Mm-hmm. Mm. There was a lot I of love Euro there was a lot specs, of uh, like a lot of exotic. glasses with green. The green the, the frame around the lenses is green on the arms. <laughs> one's red and one's blue. <laughs> United they're being worn by a middle-aged man. <laughs> it's United Colours of Benetton spec. It's exactly. I saw. That. Yeah. I saw some incredible Euro specs the other day, um, which were so, <laughs> there were circular glasses, but then each circular lens was then framed by a, a metal square. What? If you can imagine that, a circle within a square. You've got and the arms sort of came off the side of the squares. And it's just like no one in Britain would even consider, even an architect or a fashion designer would not consider buying those glasses. But <laughs> someone who lives in Luxembourg. That's all they can buy in their local optician. It's just they were absolutely classic Euro specs. I I think the Eurovision spec contest would be far more entertaining <laughs> than the Eurovision song contest. Do you know? Next up, we have Dieter. And Dieter <laughs> is wearing some unbelievably thin rectangular glasses, but they're so wide they extend about an inch either side of his head, and they're made of purple acetate. It's so true. Next up. Henning from Germany. Now, Henning's got an enormous and completely circular head, but his glasses lenses are no bigger than a 20 pence piece. And they, they are actually the shape of a 20 pence piece as well. Oh, yes, they are. With exquisitely thin arms. Piano string arms. Uh, yes. Hans, uh, sorry, Henning is also <laughs> profusely sweating, but that's not part of the contest. So yeah. we'll ignore that. Also, from the front, he looks like completely shaven-headed, but at the back, he's got a tiny little pigtail on, uh, made of grey hair just sprouting from the back of his head. Of course he has. And he's also... He um, and the case of Henning's glasses um, is made of paisley, which is wonderful, because yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen that for many years. <laughs> or some kind of non-authentic tartan. Oh, yeah, it's not just, affiliated with any clan. It's, it's a Euro. It's a Euro tartan. In Stuttgart. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, Euro tartan. <laughs> it's Euro. Well, there's a whole whole avenue of, and if you look closely, probably Henning's shoes are made of Euro tartan as well. They will be. 100%. And he's the director of steering systems for Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do Euro Specs Vision. It would just be amazing. <laughs> the Euro Specs Song Contest. I just think it's, it'd be amazing. Or it is just European Vision. It's just. <laughs> it beats, uh, I don't know, a furious contest of like auto dimming headlights uh, systems and uh, yeah. equivalent uh, matrix lights fought between the OEMs. Uh, somewhere uh, just outside Lille, they're currently recording a, a podcast uh, called Smith A Sniff, where they're laughing heartily about a trip to the UK and how boring all our glasses are. It's so true, so formulaic, and we keep buying grey yeah. and silver cars, mm, sometimes black, but never anything else, or doom blue, which I still laugh doom every blue. time I hear <laughs> people buying doom blue cars. So so the, the third future classic from Autocar, since you've mentioned Kia, I'm going to say, was it the Kia Stinger? Do you know what? I said that it should be and I think it will be so if someone wants to buy a car in the next couple of years that they think is going to be a, a very an enjoyable but rare groove classic mm. it will be that um, and I was talking I, I just happened to be sat next to um, two of uh, Kia's uh, and Hyundai's top top design people and um, they were saying also in Germany the residual values of stingers um, on the second hand market is really high and it shocked, really? it shocked even them. And they said it's because, <laughs> they said it's because I think because they don't sell very well. When they come up yeah. to sell on the second hand market, people launch themselves at them. So, well, I guess if you want one, you want one, don't you? It's sort of like yeah, you don't blunder into it accidentally. They're one of those cars you very deliberately seek out. I'm yeah. just doing one of my uh, not good for audio dives into auto trade. Of to course, see you where are. Stingers are uh, in this country, and of course, you got. A, you don't want the diesel one, do you? No, 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 no. It has to be the I've GT. I've never driven it. I'm sure it's okay, but no. I, I have driven it, actually. Is it all right? Yeah, I think it is all right. But that's oh, the point. Okay. It's like you, it's not going to be a car that you would buy um, as a sort of unusual, interesting 
rare piece, talking piece. It's talking not that. Piece. Well, the car that I, the, the car well, that the car that I predicted as the future classic, as they would say in Norfolk, yeah. um, <laughs> would be um, the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quad Fog. Or four, of four cheeses, and yes. I sort of blurted it out, and I think even Stellantis turned around and cocked an eyebrow at me. But I was like, "It has <laughs> to sort be. of blurted it out." <laughs> well, you know, just as the room went quiet for some reason, yeah, they were, because it was an awards do, so they were trying to drum up suspense. But instead, I was just mm. sort of shouted what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, so the Alpha uh, Quad Fog, which is a glorious car, and seldom seen. Mm. We've already gone over that. So yeah, that Alpine One Ten. Ooh, which yes, is, of course. Which is worthy, of course. I yeah, I three, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, Cornish Pirate Yaris, and the Land Rover Defender. Okay. Which I don't. Which I disagree with. But anyway. Yeah, I disagree with that because yeah. they're selling as many as they can make, which isn't very many at the moment. But it's. I just don't think it's. It's. It'll be. I'm sure it'll be respected as a. Yes. You know. I mean, sort of. You could say the same about the Discovery Four. That as time as it ceased production, and now you look back at it and go, great bit of design. Yeah. Really good car. Did its job well. Yeah. So it's sort of got that on its side. But classic. Yeah. Is, depends how you define it, really, isn't it? I think. Um, I think the the people will just still want the ones like you've got. And yes. They'll go. Well, of course, yeah. of course, the new ones are far superior luxury car. Uh, oh, by the way, I've lost count of how many times Jerry McGovern uses the word luxury in any quotes. It's, 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 getting, it's, it's getting a lot now. It's becoming meaningless, isn't it? It's lo- there's a lot of luxury. I can't remember what luxury actually means anymore. Is that a type of lizard? I'm just I think it's two, there's two luxuries so in most sentences. As soon as you add another luxury to an existing mm. luxury, what happens then? Yeah. Someone should buy him a thesaurus, and then maybe he could find another word for luxury so he doesn't keep... He always says modern luxury, though, doesn't he? Or reductive luxury. Or he, he often adds uh, another word to it, a sort of... Um, reductive luxury. Reductive. He loves the word reductive. So and he's obviously never told used. all of his designers to use the word reductive, even though they probably aren't quite clear what it means, because it can actually be a negative reductive yeah, it can. I mean, in his context, he means taking away unnecessary detail, which I understand. And you look at the new Range Rover or the new Range Rover Sports, which we'll come to in a yeah, bit. Yeah, we but, will, yes. And they're, they're very minimalist by modern car design standards in their sort of surfacing. That's but true, But yeah. reductive can also mean sort of, you know, taking out too much detail from an argument. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, people are in poverty because they don't work hard enough. He's going, no, you're being completely reductive about that. That's not the point. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where it, uh, generally I associate it, until Jerry McGovern started using it in every sentence, I'd always associate it with as a negative thing. But he's, he's reductive. sort of tried to pull it back to the positive. Um, let's not get bogged down in Jerry McGovern. Um, the cheapest Kia Stinger V6 on Autotrader at the moment is 24450 Bargain. What do they start at? 25 grand. 50, 55? I think 60. Are they? Yes. Now, I guess maybe they. Go, are. Everybody go and buy a Stinger maybe. now. And if we all put them away, if I'm still doing barn find videos in, I don't know, 30 years, I'm just going to suddenly when, embark on a cluster of Stingers. And we'll. When there'll be too many stingers you, you only you only really need one in a barn otherwise uh, it becomes like just that car okay um right nobody buys weird, a stinger. The, i've just i'm gonna buy I've one just go onto the kia website and they do this thing now where when you look at their list of cars they each car has a has a star rating under it with a little number in brackets like you would get on amazon to show how many reviews it's had what of their own they're cars all, on the- they've all got five stars so the picanto has got five stars from 884 votes what it's really it's just, they... well, it's just exactly the way that amazon would do it but it's really interesting that a car maker would put this on its own website well they, i guess it's they, what people are used to they now. do more e-commerce they, don't they um they were yes. one of the early adopters of buying a click and but collect it, it type just, car it just looks like a fix because they've all got five stars hang on are we going back to eurovision song contest have they just rigged their own contest i've gone yeah and the votes from the south korean jury oh what oh, well. 19 out of five well <laughs> um it's unfair play i mean i don't know i'm looking at these yeah. and i'm going well you know they are all quite good these cars if you if you want a small car a picanto is a quite a decent small car um yeah the stinger yeah anyway it's only got 10 reviews Bless it. That's all ten so people like that bought d- them. 
they've deleted all of the other ones now. It's only you can only get the S, the um, the, the turbocharged V6, the diesels, and the two liter have gone. But oh, on the road, yeah, for a Stinger GTS 3.3. £43,305. Gosh. We've, on the road. Well, like I just said, can we all go and buy them? We all go and buy them. Um, one, and We all make a decision on who does how many miles. So one of us has to do delivery mileage. <laughs> one of us has to do 3,000 miles over the next 30 years. One of us has to do 20,000 miles and, and so forth. Um, what? And then some, someone, I'm afraid... You've got to do two hundred and fifty thousand miles so that everyone can go. Actually, it's not in bad nick considering. No, and uh, not in bad and, nick. But that just means they're basically they're just going to have to ply the motorway network for the rest of their times. Um, I was sat next to the bloke nice that designed cars, the Kia Stinger. Actually, are we having a good chat about what? Stingers? Not. Not Designs Peter Schreyer. Well, Designs Peter Schreyer was one side, and the other side was a chap called Gregory... Now, what his surname? I don't know how you pronounce it. Hang on. Graume... Or is it Guillaume? Yes, Guillaume, because he's French. Yeah. Did he actually design the Stinger, then? I believe so. So you were between the man who designed the Stinger and the man who supervised him doing it? Yeah, I was. And it was... I had a, I had a really good time chatting to them both because um, I just I, I'm always a bit nervous with sort of accomplished designers that they get constantly get asked the same things and maybe they can't be bothered to talk about cars because that's all they do. We, did, yeah. we we got chatted about a lot lots of different things, but um, of course you forget with with Peter, he designed so many cars, so many cars that were really memorable. And I actually said to him, "Have you ever bought?" one of your own car designs like yeah. like a TT or a, or a new beetle as was in the late 90s or an Audi A2 or whatever and he said uh, he said actually I haven't but he said I quite fancy it I just but I need to I said I bet you'd be really fussy with the spec of which what and he said <laughs> yes I would I would I'd be really fussy <laughs> and uh, so I I'd like to go car shopping with Peter Schreyer second hand car shopping of going because you've you've interviewed designers and stuff, haven't you, Richard? It must be yeah. it must be odd seeing your own cars out in the wild, knowing people have paid money for them and they like them, and either praising them the ones that you see for the the way they've been configured and chosen, or the opposite, putting your head in your hands yes. and going, "Can't believe you've put those wheels on it, or you've you've ordered it with that colour interior. It's gash." I think there's there's something else about being a car designer, and I have talked to designers about this. Is the the time between you signing off that design and it actually appearing on the roads where you can just come around a corner and see one? Yeah, is even in the modern age of you know quite quick development times yeah. and everything. It's still you're talking years. Yeah. So I remember I can't remember who was a designer said to me. You know, sometimes almost it's like by the time it comes out, you're almost bored of it. Because you're so familiar with it, and you've seen the clay in the studio for weeks and weeks and months, and 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 you know probably so it's been not to new design anymore. reviews, and yeah, and it's just not new. So it's it, when it comes out, and everyone's going, "Oh, look at that new whatever!" You're going, "What that three or four year old thing?" Because <laughs> you you lived with it for so long, it's almost one off. But that would drive me nuts. It's bad enough. A review I wrote came out uh, just a few days ago, and. But I, I feel like I wrote it about two months ago. It probably did, and I was a bit like, "Oh, that!" Oh, God. and then and then you go in and reread it. And maybe it's just me and my ego. But I always reread stuff when it's published to see what the sub editors have done to it, and whether I need to have a stampy foot tantrum about them, or whether I've done something where I kind of go, "Ah, oh, say why did I say that?" But that's just one thing where you know maybe sometimes occasionally a sub will have cut something for for length and I'll be a bit cross about it. But as a car designer, you you see one of your designs and someone specced it terribly, and that can happen over and over again. And you can be like, oh, why have they done that? It, I find it quite hard to bear in a way. You just <laughs> want to go up and go, why? Why did you, why do, did you do that? non-metallic black it looks terrible in that you've lost all the detail what's wrong with you see i don't like metallic blacks funny you should say that i'm i've all i've i, I own a well my, my wife owns a metallic black car and before that she had a metallic black car because you couldn't order it in non-metallic black 
but I don't like metallic black because I always think it looks like black with some dust in from a passing vehicle. <laughs> it's a What's uh, it's a bore to keep clean, isn't it? Yeah, because our apps metallic black and it's just constantly yeah dirty. It just looks like I, I don't know when 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 the paint shop was was gunning the paint on. Someone accidentally opened a back window and there was there's just a, you know there was a, like a there was a farmer doing a bit of harvesting and a bit yeah. a bit of chaff blew in and sprinkled itself <laughs> over the paint. You're like oh shit! I think it depends on the car maker and even the car and which factory it's come from because. I know what you mean, but some people do it very well. Mercedes, recent Mercedes, certainly in the last 10 years, have had really lovely sort of oily, inky metallic blacks. Oily. Certainly on S-classes and E-classes. Inky. And I think they look great. looks sort of really almost liquid when it's clean, which is never. But when when it's near as damn it, it's good. So it's not... But I know what you mean. Sometimes it does just look like, oh, has someone, has someone spilt some sherbet on your car? Yes, yeah. it looks very... <laughs> it needs dusting, so I just get a feather duster it's out. It's pollen. It nice it, the bees paint, have just dropped paint. a load of pollen on a, a lovely black car, and it's just dusted it slightly. Yeah, there were some cool... Well, there were some nice people at the... Um, that sounds like a lovely do. evening. Yeah, out. yeah. There was uh, oh, as uh, I I bumped into Gordon Murray uh, coming back from the toilets. Um, had he just been just been lightning? Uh, but that's it. I did. I nearly said something, and I thought I'm not going to stoop to that. I'm not going to stoop to that. <laughs> I, I'd leave it five minutes. I've just been <laughs> just been on a weight reduction program. In awful, awful. <laughs> 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 did you did you have a, a chat with I d- Professor Gordon? I didn't. I didn't. But he, he did. I'm just flicking through it now. He did win an award. He won the um, the Mundy Award for engineering. So oh, good. Uh, yeah, it was a nice bloke. Says um, some interesting SUV electric SUV stuff to come from GMD. Really? Which I always yeah. Apparently, huh. not Gordon Murray. Not Gordon Murray Automotive. Gordon Murray Design. So I guess it's different. He's got a different Ooh. hat on. Speaking of which, have you seen this announcement that um, Volkswagen are bringing back the Skate brand that to, uh, to make some electric SUV slash pickup trucks? Scout for the US. Scout Volkswagen because it was um, what's his face? International Harvester. Wasn't yes, it, it was. Who it was make farm equipment, but also made these really quite cool they looking, were, were, and I think quite sought after um, SUVs, four by fours. They, they, they live. Right they now. totally live in the shadow of the original Bronco, um, but they're the same ilk and and quite small, like the original Bronco. And I really, the, yeah, the, yeah, the IH Scout is a fantastic little car. Well, and not that long ago, they were really affordable. I think they've probably risen because of the whole. Um, kind of smaller, say, ha- uh, hardcore off-road resto I bet body going for, thing. They bet they're going for big money now because they're. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Nineteen seventy international scouts. Uh, well, forty-four nine hundred in dollars. Oh. I mean, it's quite a lot for it. This is this is sort of defender territory, isn't it? Where you just go. Once upon a time, this would have been like a sort of eight thousand dollar car there is one here there's a there's a 1981 god they still made them in 1980 yeah they did yeah this is one of these ones it's like the um the grand wagoneers they kept making them into the 80s but they still look the same as they they did when they came out pretty much i think didn't they make them into the 90s i, I think, think they, they did i think it was like 91 90s. wasn't it yeah you imagine buying one of those in 1991 it's a bit like uh, well i guess it's yeah well, I wonder what it felt like. Probably extremely terrible at that point. But then, you know, then time is kind, isn't it? And sort of, you, they um, they start to sort of come back again. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm de- I love that back window in the Scout. It's got a really interesting kick up the back window, which re- re- reminds me of a Reliant Scimitar uh, GTE. Yes, which I'm very keen on. Now, imagine a Reliant Scimitar, C- uh, yeah, body on a. Suzuki Vitara chassis, basically that. <laughs> well, Brilliant. it's Look. funny you mention this because guys, we we briefly talked about the uh, the new Range Rover Sport, uh, which was announced the other day. Um, I think the design of that car, and I haven't seen it in the real life, so I'm just basing this on the pictures. Um, but I don't think it works as well as the new Range Rover full size. 
because somehow it feels like that reductive luxury, luxury, like reductiveness that Jeremy McGovern's always on about. <laughs> it, it's, it's almost like it's too there's, there's too little to it on the sport somehow. Mm. Maybe it, that kind of big open unfettered surfaces works better on the on the big guy but not so much when you shrink it down a bit but the thing the real problem i have with that car is that the number plates look too low yeah you said this and it's true especially at the back well i thought your your observation about it looking like a max power car from the 90s was bang on when they used to relocate the plates on courses and things Oh, we there was it was rife the plate relocation scheme. It was yeah, you, you, <laughs> you had to just put it somewhere apart from where it was, mm. and it almost became obsessive in the world of car modifying. You're like, put put it somewhere else. Just do it now. <laughs> put it on the roof on a plinth, like on a yeah. van. <laughs> One of those old vans with big back doors. <laughs> well, people used to. If you were going to do it properly, you'd 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 cut out, you'd grind out a recess, a number plate recess from another vehicle, mm. like a van, you know, that had double doors at the back, and you'd take the recess pressing and you'd let it in to the tailgate of I don't know a Clio or Bloody something hell. like that, and you could do it off centre. So there was sometimes really good uh, engineering and stuff mm. gone into it, but other times it was just a hideous mess. Well, I can remember seeing some cars like that where they'd filled in the number plate recess on the tailgate but then the plate was just sort of crudely screwed to the bumper sort of bottom left or something and it always just yeah. looked, they hadn't made any effort but they I mean they made just the effort to fill in the the recess but then stopped there and it looked a bit gash well then it looks like you're running on trade plates temporarily yes. doesn't it <laughs> but the other thing is about you know like you say I'm looking I'm actually looking at a picture of the range spout now it's a li- the, 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 because of it being a little bit high um, or low. I actually can't work it. It's, it's a bit like when somebody smiles and they don't have many front teeth. <laughs> it, you, you you look and you go, oh, can I? I can't say anything, but it doesn't quite look right because you're missing most of your teeth. I think there's a bit of that going on with it, Spolt. Also, uh, I'm looking at the front of it. And I need to put a picture of a normal Range Rover next to it to work out the difference, because on the face of it, I can't quite work out the difference. It's, I mean, the, the headlights on the Sport look very slender to me. And although okay. the new Range Rover, the headlights have got slimmer than they were on the old one. Yeah. They're not, they're still quite big. They're very, very slender on the new one. And the tails, this is what I was going to say. You mentioned the um, Scimitar GTE. Mm. I... When I looked at the back of the new Spolt when I first saw the pictures, I, I was immediately reminded of the Scimitar GTE. And there's no logical yes. reason that. I think it's just the relationship between the backlights and the plate. It just, yeah, I was I'm, like, that's like a sort yeah. of reductive luxury modernist reductive Scimitar GTE. Do you know what? Can somebody start making, we're in a world now where people are offering lots of turnkey resto mod type things can somebody just go for it with reliant scimitars mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. For British luxury. I mean, and, um, I think that's, a, that's probably quite a solid business model. If you could get the interest of a very high profile customer, you know, maybe a... 
I don't know, a royal or something? Is that too ambitious? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Oh, Harry Styles. He'd do it, yeah. So, look, he's he's a bit out there, right? But if you pitched it right and you did it right, you know, like, say, if somebody like uh, Retro Power said, right, we're going to reimagine, we're going to use that term, mm. we're going to reimagine the Klimica. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna give it to some influential people, influencers, um, influential people. So you'd have Harry Styles with a scimitar, and then you'd have a couple of other people. And I think it could look fantastic. You could EV one. You mm. could have one with a modern piston, you know, turbo motor or something. It could be amazing, and could be quite light and efficient. So fun in in dynamically fun. So I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm getting the feels for uh, a reliant scimitar and uh, <laughs> a scimitar resto a reinvention uh, for Harry Styles. Whoever does the presentation obviously has to have a bit of a speech impediment um, and constantly use the word scimitar and but never the word Princess Anne ever. Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but you could have a PA edition, which we don't. It's not referenced of what where the term comes from. It's just that people that know just keep stum and yeah. they nod and take notes. Yes, yeah, yeah. The PA, the PA edition, the Klimata PA, and that's almost like the, the, the RS version. It's the PA, <laughs> the RS, isn't it? <laughs> I think one 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 thing about the re- re- double R spout. That has interest me is the is is it looks like it's going to get a decent uh, fev system. Looks like it's going to get um, yeah. No, I was reading. Uh, I was reading. Where is it? It was here somewhere. Oh, it's the same one that's in the the big Range Rover. So it's got a, it's got a yeah, huge battery on it. Thirty eight kilowatt hour battery. Mm, they reckon about yeah, seventy a- miles of EV. Driving. Yeah, seventy miles of EV only. So that even if that's fifty sixty. Um, in the real world, that's a decent chunk of electric power. Mm. Um, so I'm 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 glad of that. Um, oh, I forgot to say the best fun car. There's an award uh, at the Autocar Awards for best fun car. Fun. What one best fun car. Fun. Uh, best fun car. Fun. Fun. You must have fun in this car. Uh, have fun. Please what, have fun. What one best fun car? I... Best fun car. Fun. Not the Alpine. No, it? although it could have. No, it, it could have though, couldn't it? Fun, um, fun. Oh, oh God, what's and what's it wasn't a higher car from Heathrow. And yes, to midnight. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a Hyundai i one ten. I one ten. What are they called? I ten. With um, with eighteen thousand miles on it, smells a bit of like sort of fruit based air freshener. Uh, clutch is going, but <laughs> amazing amount of grip considering it's on one six five tires. Uh, I don't know what is it, what is the best fun car could be. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Was it the, was I, it the Renault I, Five Gordini? Yeah, yeah. Every year, it just wins it. Like Anton yeah. Deck with the television awards. Yeah. Like, oh, not again. It's done it again. It's not even on sale anymore, and it's still won. How's this possible? Anton Deck retired. They still get. They still win the television awards. It's like they've been retired for fifteen years. What's going yeah. on? Um, it's the Toyota Cornish Pirate 86. Oh, of course. And I, it's a car I haven't driven yet, and I'd very much no. like to. Are they over um, here yet? Well, I mean, they've sold I, no. out, I, I believe. Have they really? Yeah, because the UK allocation, it went on sale and then immediately sold out. I think the, alloc- the allocation was in like 300 cars or something. My gosh, so I feel a bit sorry for the Supra. Mm. Don't you? Because well, I don't think the Supra had that gold run. No, no. Did it? No. No, that's oh. true. Uh, I'm just looking this up. Uh, yeah. Instant sellout in 90 minutes. Bloody hell. What? Oh, except, hang on. Well, now, wait. <clears throat> now, ha. Now, guys. Toyota themselves. The new Toyota GRI 6 Instant sellout with the entire UK allocation of cars being snapped up within 90 minutes of going on sale. Uh, where does it say? It doesn't. Say, it doesn't say how much the allocation was, though. So uh, no, you're right. I can't. And I piston can t- heads learn to read press releases. They've said forty minutes. That's not true. No, that's Even less Toyota than half. say that's not true. Hi, <laughs> <So, laughs> journalism. Um, um, it, it's under thirty grand. Yeah. That's probably why it's sold out. 
It's five grand cheaper than the cheapest Audi TT. Yes. That's not... That's quite a saving. There was... Um, now, I was in a car park the other day. Um, you weren't. You I weren't. was. I know. Shocking. And you doing um, one of those covert weeds where you're pretending to load the boot of a car? No. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just asking for a friend. I did have to do a wee between two wheelie bins the other day, but that's a different story. <laughs> I had to do one at the uh, Stansted Airport. I forgot to tell you about it. I always back my car into the right around the perimeter of a long-stay car park. Always go to the far corner and reverse it in. Lift up the boot, pretending you're going to load a bag in. But what you're doing is you're you're, you're having a desperate waz through the chain link fence. <laughs> that's what you're doing. I'm not saying I've done it, but that's always the the plan, just in case. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, um, this is actually is worse. I've gone to, um, I've just gone to Evo's report on the GR86 selling out, and they're mm-hmm. able to read. So they've said it's 90 minutes till the allocation one. But this isn't just the 2022 allocation. This is the entire two-year production inventory. Oh my gosh! After which two- sales will cease due to European safety regulations, which come into force in 2024. My God, Toyota's becoming quickly becoming like the most charismatic, desirable. It's, it's interesting, company. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yet, yeah. I feel like at the moment, anyway, a lot of manufacturers who who did have that kind of draw, a bit lukewarm. A bit lukewarm. Well, right? Honda have totally spunked all the sporting equity they had, haven't they? Spolts. Yeah, they have. NSX yeah. or not. But um, yeah. And I mean, it's Civic your- Type R, and there's going to be a new Civic Type R, but somehow it just feels like. And Subaru. Uh, it wants, you know, synonymous amongst car people with um, things that were blue with gold wheels and rallying and all that. And now it's sort oh, of no. like... Mm. Uh, it's sort so, of a bit high-waisted trouser, isn't it? No? Yeah, it is. It's a bit... Yes. But yeah, they and, could do something. They they could bring it back. They really could. I hope they do. Well, no, you've just got to put you... the effort in, haven't you? I, I, no one can tell me how how much the, the allocation for the two years that we'll get that car are you still was. looking just well it's bothering me now because I want to know how many cars if they go it's sold out in 90 minutes how many cars will it seven you'll go well I'm not surprised but I'm imagining it's in the hundreds I just like to know how many because that also dictates whether you'll ever be able to get one or if everybody's just going to sort of keep them you know it sort of feels like that if it's if it's only a few hundred could you do your best pirate GR86 introduction, please. Best fun car. As if, please, if you were now a pirate to present, introducing. To present. Please, please. You, to present please. the award for best fun car, please welcome on stage Silver John. And this man comes on, he's got one leg and an eye patch. Of course, of course. Oh, without further ado, it be Toyota. <laughs> Grrr, 86. <laughs> yeah, Silver exactly. John's a John Silver, aren't I? Completely blanked Dis- a pirate. It is a Silver John. Dis- Blackbeard. What other pirates are there? Oh, be quiet in the room. Warty Steve. Tis a full moon tonight. <laughs> we be... See, they've, they've rolled back the tracks to reveal the Silverstone waterways so that oh, he could right. sail up to the, um, to the oh, wing that's, building. Oh, that, that's exactly what happened. What a great... Yeah. Uh, it's not called the Black Pearl. Um, it's called <laughs> it's the Pearlescent White... Um, the Doom Blue. La- lady Friend. Blue Doom. <laughs> it's a non-metallic yeah, the... boat. <laughs> Oh, he wasn't prepared to pay the extra. Um, <laughs> it was just base model, that's right. Base, base model, model a base model pirate ship. Yeah, it's on hubcaps. Um, steel sails. Oh, no, it, it has no cannons. It just has circular hubcaps, blanking panels, where the <laughs> cannons would loads be. loads of blanking. <laughs> <laughs> is this... Is I your, love that. Is your tiller just plastic? I, uh, you don't get the leather on this one. Faux, faux tiller. Faux tiller. Um, uh, yeah. so it's got I, vinyl vinyl mast uh, no vinyl vinyl sails as opposed to real canvas artisanal um cotton canvas or whatever it's just vinyl now i'm what? reading an australian website australian website is reporting that the eighty six sold out in the u k what a strange thing they're reporting um you're still talking about how many aren't you so how many oh, well, now, I see, now, see. now i feel guilty about having to go at piston heads in that 
This Aussie site says, in the UK, every example was snapped up on the same day with the buy now button disappearing after 90 minutes. However, a spokesman said the entire market allocation was spoken for within 40 minutes of order. So it's both. Okay, here's what I here's what I want Toyota to do. Now. They're the masters, all right. They're the original masters of 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 just in time mass production. Mm. Um, okay, so here's what's going to happen. Every single person that successfully ordered a Gur eighty six will get them on the same day, and they'll be a, they'll be a Gur eighty six day, won't they? So everybody is out. Right, let's just say there's let's say there's five thousand cars. Should we just say there's five thousand? So on that day, all 5,000 cars will just appear on the road. You, you automatically have to take a day off, or you're allowed a day off. <laughs> or they so leave you it behind to, the bin. Yeah, that's right. And, and you, you're allowed to drive the streets. And do, if you want to fly a, um, a skull and crossbones flag, you, you can. It's entirely up to you. But you can. And, and also, you know, like, um, you know, like large ships get chaperoned by a small tugboat or a... Yeah, it's a pilot, a pilot's boat. Maybe. Is it a pilot boat? Well, Everyone if we're going into in a harbour, it, it might be. I think. I uh, it could be just in case it crashes into other stuff and doesn't see it. The um, like a spotter boat. The spotter boats for the Gur eighty six will be the Gur Yaris crew, oh, and yes. every everyone with a Yaris is allowed to chaperone the Gur eighty six, and it becomes this amazing day of Gur. Day of Gur Day. Don't you think that could work? So, Toyota, yeah. can you ramp up your production, get Just, them all PDA'd on the same day? Well, let me tell you. Uh, now, this may be bollocks. It's on a forum. It's on the GT86 Owners Club uh, forum that someone says someone. someone. So, yes, <laughs> that reliable source of information, someone from a forum, says there are 400 cars coming to the UK for 2022. Is that all? In, yeah, in some European countries, it's as low as fifty. So, so they've they've instantly they've instantly made it made it more exclusive, more desirable, more talked about than the Supra. Well, yes, by a mile, but also I think probably this, this, if it's not Autocar's um, permanent future classic going forward, I'll be surprised because it's got rarity on its side, and I think that's. Always, it does. always helps, and it's yeah. quite good by all accounts. So, um, we looked at this before, didn't we? Remember, we, ages ago, we looked up what what prices of GT eighty sixes were at, and they hold their value, don't they? So, yeah, they do. They do. They're also going to be the, the, the for a younger generation. They'll be the MX five. They already yeah. are kind of you know that so many mostly men I talk to who, who are under twenty three. Mm. They've always got an MX five. Always, really? Yes, like a prerequisite. I don't buy that because I think a lot of a lot of men perceive the MX Five as being a little effete and a little not, no not manly, not young, and they no, go that's, hot hatchy. No, that's that's a that's an older generation. Do you think that's yeah? That's that's our generation and the one just below us. Yeah. Right. What are we? We're we're Gen X. Actually, you might not be. Are you Gen something else? Are you a millennial? I actually no, I'm not a millennial. I don't think. A Gen okay. Z, uh, Gen Z. Well, I'm a Gen um, X, but I think you're because you're. I'm 77. I was born in 77. I don't. But you're know probably still you Gen did. X, then, aren't you? I don't know where the boundaries lie. I mean, how? Who decides anyway? It's sort of. Well, that's the thing. Who does decide? Um, I'm the do run out you, model. Do you understand I'm how the... to text message? Yes. Okay. Well, you're this. Then. <laughs> I'm the run out model, so I'm. Yeah. They throw Can you all operate of the your mobile phone it? with one hand, or do you have to hold it with one hand and tap at it with the other one? All right. Oh. You're you're a baby boomer. Um, I can do. I can do now, both. How but... big is the typeface on the screen of your <laughs> smartphone? <laughs> is it like one character per screen? You have to swipe across to read words. Okay, yeah, you're definitely a baby boomer. You're dirty boomer. Dirty boomer. So, uh, so there we go. The we? old two point four Gur eighty six, not two liter anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're in the country yet. I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to drive one, but it looks jolly nice, and uh, it's sold out. So it's sort of. I mean, if, if I were Toyota, I'd probably go. Well, there aren't any press cars because we're just going to sell them to people with actual money. Yeah. Well, why not these days? Out, so why waste yeah. our time with people who are just going to um, do idiotic things until the tires are bald and then hand it back? <laughs> The other thing I saw, which was interesting, was my first right-hand drive Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Oh, at the it was on display because, of course, you can get that in the UK now. And yeah, I hadn't looked at a, I hadn't looked at a C8 in detail. 
Mm. Um, it is a C8, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, C8. And uh, it was this, um, yeah, it's a pretty wild-looking beast. I don't like the exterior design of it at all. Is it too busy? Is it too, too busy, much? too dated, too sort of... Uh, it looks like a poor quality rendering of what people thought a mid-engine Corvette might look like 15 uh, years ago to me. It's just not... I don't know. Now, to drive... Listen. I was talking to a chap the other day who's got a 458 Speciale, one of the okay. greatest cars ever made, a glorious car, and he owns one, the bastard. And he's yep. driven that Corvette. And he said bits of it reminded me of my 458 Speciale. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, yeah, he went, because I think he, he said, I didn't expect the V8 in the Corvette to rev the way it does. And... It's just got it's got a real sort of good all of a piece feel to it, and he was he said I was just blown away by it. I thought it was really impressive. He's not saying it is like a four five eight speciality, but he went it's, it's just it reminded me more of that car than I ever would have expected. It's it's good. He was really impressed by it, but I think oh, also it's when you come in expecting not much. I suppose that always helps to be impressed by something. Maybe I don't know. Definitely, definitely. I gather it's good. I think. Um, who have I seen review? Oh, Jethro Bovington. I've seen he's reviewed it, and he said it was pretty good. And you know, yeah, he's a he's a Tillerman of some repute. So he um, is he is a Tillerman. Yeah, I, I'd be interested uh, in to the try black that. in the white in the black in the white pearl or the doom blue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Arr, he be a Tillerman of some repute <laughs> of some some repute. Tillerman. Some repute. Um, some rebuke. Yeah, I I like I just I feel like it should still be front engined. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I feel like just a, just as the Corvette has got has got has matched all of its peers or its European peers, as it were, or Japanese peers, I feel like it's lost a bit of its USP. And if you've ever drove one of the last front-engined Corvettes, it's a hell of a car. Yeah, it's they really got quite impressive. good, didn't they? Really, really good. And, you know, just say what you want about, I guess, some of the switch gear or whatever, but you've got to look at what these things sell for. Yeah. And and the engines are utterly legendary. The the GM V8s are, are almost more iconic than Ferrari engines in some ways. You've got to look at, like, what it does how much power it can put out, how robust it is. All this stuff is, I think, really impressive. I know so, that... Yeah. I've never owned a Corvette, but... No, me neither. I'm, I'm, down, a bit, I'm down with they're, it. They're a hard one to pull off in the UK, aren't they? I just they think are. That they make you look a bit... I don't know, like there's something wrong with you. Uh, you're a bit, you, you're a bit you, too you, into American uh, things. Just, just move to America. Just, if you're there is, into it, I mean, just move to America. Yeah, I, I'd probably go for a Monaro... So I'd have the American heart, but it would just be a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more Australian. something. Yeah. Yes, it would be Australia, but you know what I mean? I, well, I, I, I've, of... I've always had a thing for the Monaro. Yes, it's because they're fun. The V8, the V8, fun. The VXR8 has, has a little bit of sort of early 2000s max power about it, which I never felt worked as well as the Monaro. Because I had a VXR8 as a long-termer from Evo, and I really liked it, really liked it, to the point where I, I looked into buying it when um, my time, when with it time was, up. was up. But unfortunately, Vauxhall wanted a lot of money for it. Unsurprising, it's their car. They can ask what they want. Were you expecting I, them to give you, say, well, get you another for th- 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 13 I grand? I, I don't think I ever used this argument with them, but I felt like... Nobody really wants these cars, so I'm sure they'd appreciate like Billio. And uh, but obviously, it's in Vauxhall's interest to maintain a sturdy resale value, so they they sort of wanted almost what it would have been new. And I hadn't got that kind of cash lying around, so off it went. But yeah, it was a lovely car, really not. I mean, it's just like not a good car in the sense of it being as polished as a BMW or something, but just a really likable car, like a big yeah. friendly cartoon bear yeah so yeah. should i get a monaro vxr at some point and you get a, a um the other one that i've completely forgot the name of it's vxr8 just, yeah yeah that one i just want to call it a senator but yeah that one Ooh. yes yeah. i know you mean about the max paris i looked into having the rear spoiler there's in australia you could get a low line rear spoiler which was just basically a lip a lip that would be perfect well i went to see up at walkinshaw's place in oxfordshire 
they had the sort of official uh, HSV kind of concessionaire, whatever you call it, that was part of part of Tom Wonkershaw's operation. Concessionaire. And they put a noisier exhaust on it for me. The guy who ran it was an Aussie guy. And I said to him, I was also wondering about having the um, having the low-line spoiler on it. And he basically called me a softy, but in a slightly more what, robust what, and rude Australian dare. way. Um, Did he go, don't be a prick, mate? It was basically that, like le- legit. Yeah. He's the guy who ran this operation. And I was a journalist visiting his premises, and he called me a prick or something like that. Yeah, he just went, "What's the point? Why would you do that?" I was like, oh, "Because I just like the look of it more." Nah. So that I didn't pursue that one. Um, cause I, I, but uh, but it was yes, lovely car, really lovely car. What were we talking about? Oh, Corvettes. Uh, yeah, the Corvette. Sweet. Oh, it's car. funny because lovely, lovely. Actually, if you look at... They've obviously gone, oh, mid-engine, we've got to do that because that's what all serious performance cars are. Exactly. And I remember in the mid-'80s, we went to Canada to visit our relatives there. And my dad bought me a copy of Road and Track or Car and Driver. I can never distinguish the two. And um, it had, on the cover these illustrations of the mid-engine Corvette. It's coming at last. Mid-engine Corvettes are here. Yeah, look out, everybody. Mid-engine Corvettes for the 80s. And it's like, this is a story that's been going for longer than that as well, I think. Probably. Yeah. Probably sort yeah. Of since, I don't know, Americans would be able to set us straight on this, but I'm pretty sure the idea of mid-engine Corvette has been around for a long, long time, and they finally come good on it. But actually, all Ferrari's flagship cars now, unless you go into the sort of limited-run stuff... They're front engine, aren't they? The F12s and all that malarkey there. Yeah, so why... And also, so, I guess you could look at Aston Martin. They've been pushing the engine further back for years. That, that mm. And I think that's okay. Corvette got so good at it. I don't know. You've you, By ripping it up and starting again, I think they've done a great job engineering-wise. But like you say, looks-wise, does it just look like a, a sort of knockoff of an NSX? Is it? How big does it look in real life? Uh, it's quite big. Mm. It, it's very, it's very transformersy. You do expect the sort of, um, <laughs> you do expect the the sharp chiselled kind of front and rear wings to turn into shoulders and elbows of a robot. That's one thing I did think, and I don't think I'd be comfortable driving it in terms of the way I looked. Although I shouldn't really give a shit about what people think, but it's always in the back of your mind. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's what I, I always think. I just. It, I, I don't want to transmit my midlife crisis that loudly. No. It's my problem with Corvettes in Britain. I think it's probably yeah. different in the US. I don't know. I think in, in the, the image in the US is probably a whole different kettle of issues. But um, anyway, we'll... Um, well, I'm not going to be buying one, uh, but I would like to very much drive one, uh, the same as a, uh, a Cornish Pirate 86 <laughs> um, <laughs> off of the white pearl essence base oh, model no hey hey Listen, guys look. there was something else i was supposed to say today and well just very quickly we should, this should we should start fastening our seatbelts ready for landing but before we do speaking of the americas uh we had a we had an email from a listener who signs his name earl um who says i'm worried this email will come off as a bit rude but i swear it is only curiosity a couple of weeks ago, Johnny mentioned he disliked air conditioning and instead opted to tilt the sunroof. This isn't the first time I've heard a Brit have a similar sentiment, so I have to ask, why is that? I'm from Alabama, where it's already starting to get up into the 90s some days, so the idea of someone thinking that air conditioning isn't one of the most important human inventions is very odd. Love the show, Earl. I Because I'm a firm believer in acclimatisation. If you live in a place where you can't handle the natural climate, then you're A, a pussy, or B, you shouldn't be there. <laughs> so because Earl's apologised for coming across rude when, in fact, his email wasn't rude at all, and now you've just been extremely rude to I, him. I just think, I just think, well, I just, I try, I try, because when you get out of a car that's been air-conditioned and you, I don't know, you, you, you climb out and you walk... You walk out into wherever you're going, uh, and it's suddenly like, oh my gosh, it's so hot! You burst into perspiration if it's particularly hot, mm. because you haven't acclimatized. It's all about acclimatization. Makes you uh, a tougher person. Makes you have a better immune system. Makes you a more resilient being. Y- yes, but so what, on that see, basis, I don't do aircon. It's, 
it's already gone over 30 degrees centigrade. So you drink a shitload of water? No, it's just too hot. I mean, that's inhumanly hot. I... I because I, I, we've had this conversation not on air before, because you always turn the <laughs> aircon off in cars, whereas always. I just tend to press the auto button and let the car decide what it wants to do, because no, I feel like just a lot robbing. of people have spent a lot of time. It's true. Do you know, I have started turning robbing. the aircon off in my e-up, because it's amazing how much extra range it seems to think it'll give you. So fair enough, because I realise oh, you yeah. don't need it. But like in my other cars, other cars, who could be my other cars? Uh, actually, my Defender doesn't have air conditioning, but um, in the Range Rover, it's like somebody spent, or a team spent a long, 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 long time calibrating the climate control in that car. Yeah. It's like, because it drives me nuts. My wife always fiddles with air conditioning systems. Oh, yeah, you said this. You can never settle. Fiddler, yeah. She was doing it the other day. We drove, <laughs> we drove over to Bath and back in, in, uh, over a weekend, and all the way there, she was just titting about with the different <laughs> elements of the climate control including the Range Rover's got one of those you know the little wheel underneath the central vents that you can have either fresh air or whatever's coming from the yeah. climate control which is a nice feature but she's forever just once I explained to her what it was she's forever fiddling with it and then going can you turn yours up a bit because I'm getting a bit I'm getting a bit of your draft I'm like no I'm perfectly comfortable why do I have to suffer because you have some kind of lizard blood that's never warm it's just <laughs> so anyway but I thought as a well, whole look, team I... of people in Land Rover we've spent a long long time sorting that out as there is in every car company getting the auto setting which you know they used to be a bit bollocks but now I think they're really good really good aircon systems you put them on auto you tell it to make you no no 20 degrees and you're just comfortable all the time. Well, I am I, anyway. I, Look, I, it's obviously a personal choice. I can't control everybody, and I don't want to control everybody. <laughs> I, um, but I think the, the power-robbing nature of it, it bothers me. Um, it's just an extra belt in the engine which pisses me off and an extra thing extra to drive. Belt. But then, so if you're I, mean, I don't ever use aircon in, in any of my cars. I turn them on ever? for about. For, I turn them on for maybe an hour before an MOT to make sure that nothing is seized. Oh that is the only time. I only ever use the aircon to make sure it stop. It doesn't stop working. But I, I would order every car with that air conditioning, and it annoys me that you can't delete them, especially on stuff that's high performance. That annoys me. Like, if I wanted a GT3 911, I don't want aircon. I never oh, want aircon with it. Oh, but, but you get, get rid so, of the belt. Particularly in those buckety seats in those, you get a very sweaty back. Yeah, but it's part of the appeal for me. I want to be, what, a, I want to be a barbarian <laughs> of the tarmac and get going out a little to a, bit. a meeting in a blue linen shirt and then yeah. go, sorry, sorry, you have to I back want... out of the meeting at the end because you've got a very wet back still from I want to get out listening. You oh get out, God. you get out all glistening, and I, I maybe it's because I'm fortunate. I'm going to end this now. Don't worry, I'm not going to keep talking. I, I'm going to end this now by saying I think I'm fortunate enough to be one of those people that could probably sweat all day and I don't smell. Oh, I'm not. I'm not one of these people that gets a little bit sure? of vinegar. I, I, I knew you'd say, "Are you sure?" I knew you'd say I've that. never been aware of you stinking in all the time oh. I've known you, but I, okay, I, there's thank a lot you. of people I could say that about, but I've never probably known that they weren't. <laughs> running the aircon in their car I don't know <laughs> anyway there you go Earl uh, the reason is that Johnny is uh, unusual and he doesn't smell uh, personally if I was in Alabama at this time of year I would be cranking that AC and ventilated seats if they got them ah now ventilated seats different story for a different no what we are going to admit it well no this is yeah. a total double standard talk about adding no. weight and complexity to a car I'd never seen the appeal of ventilated seats until I got into a car with a friend of mine in um, Los Angeles in the summer and the Ooh. first thing he did is put his vented seat on I was like oh they oh, can work on. for they're, well they're more successful at kind of um unsticking the bag as it were <laughs> uh, more, more than just chilling the air that goes in my mouth don't want the air to go in my mouth it's really artificially chilled but like you know <sighs> stopping stopping the bag from sticking to the shorts or something yeah, that, that's got more use sorry let's bring this this we bring this cast With into tray land. tables away you God you sake. said you had a bit of a claggy throat for this I do I've, do you know I've done all um, right because I I have a cold and I'm very claggy 
But uh, it's amazing that I've not been Bob Fleming throughout this whole recording. Um, before that happens, let's let's just stop. Um, uh, ending with three things that I have to tell you. Uh, they are one: Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Late Bake Show, in which he realizes he's got guests coming around and decides to make a cake. Uh, yeah, we've already got an hour. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't come out well. Uh, if that's not up your street, then there's always the Late Break Show, which has got lots of excellent car videos, including, I believe, coming up a Tolman 205. Yes, the 205 Peugeot GTI Tolman edition, which, again, has a slightly claggy throat. Claggy throat. It's, throat. It's, that, <clears throat> it's that engine which does sound slightly gurgly, gargly, kind of like smoker in the morning idle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, second thing I've got to tell you is I have various books out. One of them is called Steel Flies by Roy Lanchester. It's a spoof Cold War thriller written by uh, the fictional useless car journalist Roy Lanchester. Uh, it's full of florid descriptions and far too much detail about road numbers. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that if you enrolled this very week at the Ontario College of Art and Design, uh, you might find yourself being taught by a professor of design called Dr. Martha Ladley. What you might not realise, if you're under a certain age, is that Dr Martha Ladley is also Martha from Martha and the Muffins. Seriously? Yeah, she is now a Professor of Design. Ontario professor College of Art and Design. Of Design? Mm. So, uh, no word on where Echo Beach is. Re, it's distance in time. Yeah, great song. I great like song. that. Yeah, mm. it is a great song. Uh, oh, and a fourth thing to mention is, um, <laughs> come to the Late Break Show, oh, Big yes. Break Car Event... This summer, it's in August, first week of August. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, more get... specifically, it is, and I'm just going to look this up now. It is the weekend of the sixth and seventh of August in yeah. Lincolnshire. Yeah, well, just on the sort of Cambridgeshire border. It was basically just a couple of miles away from Peterborough in the countryside. Okay. And you, you can come on the Saturday or the Sunday or both if you're really keen. And we'll both be there, and there's yep. going to be an enormous amount of cars. Yep. And there might uh, be some silly pub quiz thing that be a, will there, write. I think, well, I'll do a quiz. Uh, we might have another thing, an interactive thing on stage. We'll do a we'll Q and A. We'll do a chat. We'll do all sorts of stuff. There'll be special guests or guests at least, right? Yeah. Well, you never know. There might be uh, a Reliance Scimitar reimagined there um, if some one manages to cobble something together really quickly. Yeah. Or maybe we'll uh, just do it live on the day using <laughs> ill-considered Heath Robinson arrangement of fiberglass moulds yes. and MIG welders. Uh, yes. MIG or TIG? I don't know. Which is your favourite? Well, TIG is a far more specialist um, process that requires more training, lower temperature... Um, so TIG for the pros, MIG for your everyman, I would say. But I'm not okay. going to diss MIG because it's the common one. Yeah, we'll decide nearer the time. Too much information, I apologise. Well, anyway, that's enough yes. of all this. We'll do it again next week. But until then, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. This, it was almost a never-ending podcast, cast then, wasn't it? Just and couldn't I, get I, it to I, land. And then I copied it at the end. Thank you ever so much for such listening. <laughs> the never-ending podcast. Ah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.